Follow us wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search FFSN. That's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Nordall's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. That's rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in the building. Sit with my boy Relly Hall, my boy Tate Boy Fresh. We just recapped the win, 111 to 99 against the Miami Heat. Thank you guys for listening to us out there on Fans First Sports Network. And man, what's up, Relly? What's up, Tate Boy Fresh? We in the building to do the pod. What's going on? How y'all doing? I'm doing pretty good. For sure, for sure. Tate Boy Fresh, what's crackalacking with you, bro? Big G, what's happening, man? What's happening, nephew Relly? But uh, nah, man, it's, it's good to be here after after a win. You know what I mean? One eleven ninety nine against the Heat. We're gonna break it down and talk about the the next game. We in and out real quick, so go ahead and take it away, Big G. Man, for sure. One eleven ninety nine win. Cleveland Cavaliers move to thirteen and nine. Miami Heat fall to twelve and ten. Cleveland look like they're trying to put something together. But there's been a lot of injuries for sure. I'm going to read off just a couple of numbers from the box score. And remember, tonight, there was no Evan Mobley. No, so, no, no, no Karis LeVert either. No Karis LeVert. But no in fairness to Miami, no Bam and no Tyler Hero. Facts. Donovan Mitchell had 27, 13, and 6. He was our leading scorer. Darius Garland at 18, 6, and, 18, 6, and 2. And I think the next man up. Was we had Nang had a good game off the bench at 13 3 and 2. Fellas, good win tonight for the Cavs. Much needed win. What's your thoughts? Hey, man, I feel like Max Struess was playing hard. Mm-hmm. I think he was going against his old team. He had a little extra oomph. But yeah, he was he he was he was playing really hard. And he actually had 11.7 rebounds and one assist. He didn't shoot well, but if you if you watch the game, he just was out there, you know, hustling and playing scrappy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that signing paid off. And also, with no Evan Mobley, your boy Tristan Thompson got 16 minutes. <laughs> I know Relly ain't loving that one. Yeah, I'm sure he's not. You know how Relly is, man. Tristan had five and three. It was two and three from the from the field. Impactful minutes coming there with that physicality playing. We needed Tristan. So, mm-hmm. hey, from the time of the signing, I knew it was going to be a good signing. Some stuff us older guys just knowing us younger guys got to figure out. So, with that said right there, I'll pass it to the little fella, Relly, so he can talk for himself. <laughs> I, I, I will say addressing to Tristan Thompson. I will give y'all y'all flowers. I give Uncle Tate and Big G y'all flowers on Tristan Thompson. Mm. I say at first that this game was an example of why you need a player like that. I will say that. Because mm. it was mm. two spurts in the game that had me a little afraid. Uh, 
about a minute or two in the fourth quarter and then early on in the I want to say the the later parts of the first quarter, early second quarter, mm. when uh, the league was a lot closer. Yeah. Um, and in that fourth quarter where the Miami Heat was starting to cut that league, um, that's where the experience kind of came into play. Yeah. Honestly, uh, especially when I mean you, you we still had Donovan Mitchell playing, and I think he had like thirteen boards. I think twelve boards. Um, yeah, he did. Co- career high thirteen boards. So that that is where Tristan Thompson came into play. <laughs> you you could you could see it uh, a lot of a lot of the cut throughs you you kind of seen you seen Tristan Thompson was vocal and pretty much everything on both ends. So I give you y'all flowers. You know I give y'all flowers. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Hey man, Donald Mitchell was nine to seventeen from the field to score twenty seven points. How efficient is that? That's efficient. Yeah, absolutely. That's we're gonna get. We're going to get to a little subject on Donovan Mitchell in a little bit because there's some chatter out there. Yeah, but, hey, man. Cavs were outscored in the first quarter by, like, 16 or 17 points. Then they turned it around in the second and was went to halftime up 53-52. Then they, they, pulled, they pulled away in the third quarter. And, you know, yeah. the game got a little close, maybe within four, five points at a, at a time. But Cavs ultimately ended up pulling away, winning by 12. Facts. I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers showed a lot of defensive scrappiness tonight, man, considering the fact that they were missing Mobley and Bam was missing on the other side. And I think it was the defense that got the Cavs moving and grooving this evening on hardwood, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, yeah, we we expect those type of points from Mitchell, but I think their defensive effort that was given tonight on the floor was just outstanding. What do you guys think about what the Cavs did tonight defensively? Yeah, you hold the team in today's NBA to 99 points? Yeah. That's anything under 100 is outstanding defense. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I think uh, they didn't lead him. They they had 13 steals tonight. Only two blocks, but 13 steals. But they had a, they out-rebounded the Miami Heat 39-30. to 30. So that means the Heat was not getting second-chance opportunities and second-chance second buckets for sure. No, the, you, the, the, the rebounds was 51 Cleveland, 37 Miami. 51-37. I read the yeah. wrong number. Yeah. But but still, that still shows Miami was getting one shot and one shot only. In today's NBA, if you can limit a team to one shot on a possession, you have absolute opportunity to win a game. Right. Y'all agree? Y'all agree? I agree. Hey, man, we all know in all sports, in baseball is pitching, in football is defense, and basketball is defense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even then you go to boxing, Floyd Mayweather is the best defensive boxer Ever you, he's arguably one of one, one of the great. So, defense matters. Yeah, you got to score points and score runs and do stuff like that in all competitive athletics, mostly. Yeah. yeah. But that defense always going to mean something. Yeah, Relly, you made a reference point about the Miami Heat jumping out to a sixteen point lead. Man, mm-hmm. you agree that it was the defensive presence tonight that brought us back in for sure. Yeah, we stayed disciplined. You know, this is this is one of those games, example of like what we've always known JB Bickersnaff coaching scheme would be. I mean, he came in as a defensive prowess coach. Um, and this game was an example of it. And the players stayed, like I said, they stayed disciplined, you know, especially when you when you don't have Evan Mobley, which is a huge defensive anchor for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They stay they stay poised. Everybody stayed poised. Um, and you have to do that with teams like Miami, where mm-hmm. 
even though they was missing some players, Miami is one of those teams, even though players are sitting out, another man will torch you just because, just because you just, you slept on them. So yeah. Cleveland just, you know, for the most part, they wasn't playing around, you know, they realized this was a game. They had to make a, a statement at least, you know, it wasn't like no major, but they had to make a statement. They had to show they are a good defensive team. I, I agree, really. That jumped them. This this win jumped them from eight to seven, passing Miami now. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And the Cavs are on a three game win streak. And take we talked about the Cavs. You know, can mess around and out of the last seven. You know, the seven considering the three just played and the four coming, the Cavs can mess around and be six and one or seven and zero. Oh. You got two back-to-backs against Boston, but, hey, it's time. And they're not healthy yet. I think they're on a two-game win streak, and I was wrong. They jumped jumped to the sixth spot, and the Heat fell to the ninth spot. No, Cavs have won three straight. They beat the Detroit Pistons 110 to 101. They beat Orlando 121 to 111. They beat the Miami Heat tonight. Yeah. But I'm looking at it's not updated then. Okay. Yeah. Three-game win streak. Back up. Okay. Yeah. Second three-game win streak of the season for Cleveland. But, like you said, we're on the road. You know, we got to go next to Orlando. Then we got to go back-to-back to Boston. Hey, the Cavs can make some noise over these next few games for sure. And I think we just have to get healthy as a roster. Yeah. I think our the injuries are killing us right now, man. What y'all think about them injuries? I think, I mean, with Cleveland, like – Quickly, like Cleveland with Cleveland, a lot of these teams, it's about death, right? Mm. And with Cleveland, it is about death because a lot of our death pieces are trying to figure it out. And mm. now with J.B. Bakerstaff trying to see what rotations work, injuries either can be a benefit or it can be crucial. In Cleveland case, we're not sure what that's going to be. Mm. <laughs> because on the on the flip side, this, this game tonight, right, this gave an opportunity for players like Porter to get a little bit more minutes and other players to get more tick, see more of their talent and grow. Right. But then, you know, games where you do have a full roster, I mean, Porter's going to get, maybe get some tick, but he's, he's not going to get as much as he did tonight or other players. Porter might be the worst example, but I think Cleveland Cavaliers this season, honestly, really shouldn't be, uh, they should be affected, but not to the not to the not to the full extent of other teams. Like to clean that up, because they confidence should be getting better. Honestly, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, and and I think that's really what it is because we're not like stack heavy like other teams. So yeah. we really shouldn't be in a situation. Even though we got players down, we shouldn't be worse because mm-hmm. of how our team is built. I agree. Tay Boy Fresh, what you thinking? You know, because we're missing Jerome, we're missing Mobley, and we're missing LeVert. And we're stacking yeah. wins. I think when Jerome gets back, Porter Jr.'s minutes will Craig Porter Jr. Don't not to be confused with the old Kevin Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. Craig Porter Jr. minutes will go down. But depending on how Jerome comes in and play, Porter Jr. to play well enough that he can he can get those minutes back if Jerome's not playing well. But mm-hmm. because Jerome is a veteran, they signed him to, was it like a $5 million deal? Yeah. And uh, so he's going to come in and, and get first opportunity to be the, to be the, probably the third guard off the bench behind Levert. 
Yeah. Um. So yeah, I like that. And Cleveland was short today. I mean, but guys came to play. We said Tristan Thompson, Sam Merle. Yeah. Hit hit three three pointers. Facts. I mean, so when they get all the way healthy and get the continuity going, it seems like they're starting to build it now. They're starting to really try and play. I don't see Darius Garland being so careless with the ball. Mm-hmm. He had been being careless with the ball for the first 15, 20 games. Easy. Yeah. A lot of turnovers. I mean, so right now we need him. We know he can score, but we need him to set the play for everybody else. And then when, when you got to score, score. You know what I mean? So I like I like the direction we headed in. I'm not mad at JB. I usually be mad at JB, but the three game winning streak and like you say, Big G, Orlando at their place this uh Monday. Mm-hmm. Then Tuesday, Thursday, we stay back to back in Beantown. Yep. I don't Boston. think a whole, I don't think it's a whole bunch of trouble they can get in at Beantown. That's a better road trip than staying back to back in Miami. Yeah. I'm joking. Yeah. Somebody be getting in trouble, man. Shoot, the Cavs might get snowed in. They got a big-time winter storm going up there on that East Coast Boston over the next couple of days, so they might get there and have to stay there for a minute. So they're going to be in Beantown for some days. I'll shut up a down. From, from Tuesday to, to Thursday anyway. Shoot, they might not be able to get out of there till Saturday. <laughs> they talking about three feet of snow, man. Rally, no, he up there in the land. The land about to get plumbled, too. It's coming. <laughs> you know, the snow is coming for sure. Hey, so listen, man, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Pay some bills on Fans First Sports Network. We're going to come back with a couple of controversial topics. We're going to talk a little bit about Imani Bates. Talk a little bit about possibly trading Donovan Mitchell. So we'll be back after we pay the bills on Fans First Sports Network. That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. And we're back with That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the podcasts that you listen to. Just type in FFSN and hits That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Sitting in the building with my boy Relly Hall and my boy Tate Boy Fresh. What's crack a lacking, fellas? I meant to sound bad, but <laughs> I'm great to be on here. <laughs> yeah, my man. The youngsters in the building. Take boy fresh. What's going on? Hey man, it's just, you know, it's a good it's a it's a good place when all three of us back together, man. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. You know, how my boy, my boy Relly looked tired though. Yeah. He grinding like he grinding. We gotta but, get that gig, you know. We know I Yeah, do. I'm 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 just saying he looked like tired. We need to hurry up and get through this, man. Yeah. Good thing we just on audio because all the viewers will be like, man, Relly looked tired. Yeah, for sure. I, I blame it on UT, man. <laughs> yeah. I had one. I had went to UT to hoop, where oh. you know, and I, you know, and it was a lot of trash talking because you know, the Detroit boys came down there. You know, they was yapping, we was yapping, you know, and then got a little physical, but it was fun though. <laughs> you give him buckets, Rally? Did you give him buckets? Oh yeah. Oh, he oh, was yeah. out there. Yeah, he said that with confidence. There. He said it with his chest. Oh yeah. yeah. Now here, I five hey. me on the jump shots. Ooh. Hey, Rally. Now I know. 
when Big G was your age, he was nice, man. Big G has a big body with a, he could jump with a nice left. He was left handed too. He was left handed. Yeah, he is left handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really, saying, I, I was. He can move with the right decent. too. Yeah, I can do left and right. I can go both ways. He's left handed. Yeah, yeah. I can go both ways. So I'm just saying that that hey, right I'm ain't just... all that strong. He going left. Yeah. <laughs> I had a little right in me though too. I can cross. I, I had a little right. Go right, but. Yeah. You 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 gonna get to the right and shoot it up with your left? Not every time. Okay. Sometimes I did my right. Sometimes. <laughs> Shout out to my to my cousin Shane Daly, man. Rest in peace. He made me develop my right hand. We would be in practices and out playing at his house, trying to get better. And he he wouldn't throw me the ball. He said, "If you're gonna shoot with your left, I'm not throwing you the ball." And I was like, "Come that's on, not, man." He wouldn't. Sound, he wouldn't. Sound like some old Shane to do, man. Yep, yep. Help me develop the right hand for sure. All right, fellas, controversy in the building. Imani Bates is in the in the in the G League balling. 32 points, 32 points, <laughs> five uh two steals and five rebounds or five, something like that. He is out there killing them. Three pointers made. Is Imani, is it time to move Imani to the to the roster, dog? Is it time? Tate Relly, what y'all thinking, man? I'm gonna let you have it first. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. No. Nah, I think. Uh, I think Amani where he need to be, man, for his development. He get way more tick. If he come up to the, to the varsity, man, he gonna be sitting behind, the starting lineup. Then he gonna be sitting mm-hmm. behind Okoro. Mm-hmm. Or beside Karis Levert. Uh-huh. Probably Niang. That's yeah. that's just that's just at the three, right? Two and three. Yeah. Yep. He, he he not his body. Even though he tall, he not ready to. To get down and get physical with nobody, yeah. I mean, so I think again, valuable experience in the G League. He getting he getting tick, man. He getting a lot of tick. He getting a lot of a lot of reps mm-hmm. on that team. That's why you know he's scoring so much. He's doing. He, he won't be able to come to the varsity and score thirty two. Mm, not yet. You know what I mean, yeah. so I mean, I think when when they when they when they playing when they got the the, the Chargers playing at home and Cleveland got a home game, if Monty go play with the Chargers. Bust heads in the G League and then come sit on this bench and get your NBA experience. But that's why they signed him to a two-way contract, though. Yeah. Pull him up when he's ready. Right. Relly Hall, your thoughts, man. Imani. Now, I'm going to take a slightly different approach than you, Uncle Tay. Slightly. I agree with you, but at the same time, why not? Why Ooh. not Why not give Imani Bay some? Now, I agree. He He's not going to get 32. It's just... That's just not how the NBA works. It's just not how our system is going to work. We got down. We got DG. That's not going to work. But mm-hmm. what's stopping Amani Bates from being Michael Porter Jr. on Denver? Ooh. Another year. But even still, even Michael Porter Jr.'s first year, he still was giving you double digits. Ooh. He still was giving you a solid Michael, 10. My, my Michael Porter Jr. was like the 13th or 14th pick. He was. Yeah. But he still, but he still was redshirted though. He was redshirted, and he really, and to be honest, he really lucked well, up to be 13, 14 because he went, he went back so, he went back so bad because nobody wanted to select him, even though he was projected to be number one. That's yeah, of his back, his back, because of that back, back, back. But, yeah, back problem. But mm-hmm. but you kind of you kind of talking against yourself when you say he was redshirted. That's what this is for Imani Bates, a redshirt year. Yeah, but they still gave. But the point is, they still gave Michael Porter Jr. the chance. Even though he was t- 
technically he was technically redshirted. They knew they wasn't gonna give him all crazy minutes, which in this case, Amani Bates won't get crazy minutes, but they gave him just enough so he can get his feet wet in the league because at the end of the day, Michael Porter Jr., they knew he was gonna play. Like they maxed, they gave him a rookie extension quite early for him not to have averaged more than 15 points. Because mm. they seen it, right? And case in point with, with Amani Pate. It's it's, it's, it's it's similar because Porter was the number one prospect. Imani Bates at one point was the number one prospect of his class. Fox. So it's and definitely similar. I just don't I just don't think he he ready to be a full time contributor. He'll get to come up when they need when they need, you know, they blow about in the fourth quarter. He'll get his he'll get his time in and stuff like that, but he's not gonna be part of the rotation right now. I still got a rebuttal to that because it's like, if his time, grant you, if his time is not now, when is his going his time going to be next year? Ooh. But I mean, but if we we gonna have more than likely the same roster next year. Well, but but but, but he he can sit some people down next year though. You who you gonna, well, who you gonna sit though? Because I mean, case in point, like assuming assuming, let's assume Donovan Mitchell he stay another year. You know, you say, I'm going to hold up a little bit before I really start talking trades, right? Mm-hmm. And you keep all the – you you re-sign Isaac Okoro for a little deal. You know, you keep Niang, right? Mm-hmm. You keep those players. Otto Porter, he devel- he got a year of development, right? Craig Porter. I mean, yeah, Craig Porter. Um, thank you. Craig Porter, he got another year of development. So now you, you got another man or two on the roster. So it's like, who are you swapping now? But unless you hey, unless you know you're gonna trade like a Jared Allen and then put Evan Mobley at the five, are you gonna tw- a trade one of the two? No, no, he's not trading nobody. Right. So, so where's the spot available then? He'll have earned the minutes next year. He, I mean, he's probably better than some guys now, but he's not ready. So next year he can take he can take minutes from Niang. He can take mm. minutes from Okoro when when you don't need when you need offense on the floor at the at the three. You know what I mean? Put him out there with Levert. I can see a lot going on, but he just got to get stronger, develop his game, learn the NBA game by coming back and forth, put on about 10, 15 pounds, and just keep working. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's not going yeah, yeah, yeah. to play this year, but expect him a little more after the All-Star break. They're going to be giving him a wreck to keep guys fresh and healthy for the playoff run. Then when the playoff run come, he's going to be on the bench sitting there. He ain't going to get to play a lot. But he's gonna be part of the team. But far as playing, playing, it's gonna be next year. The only thing I, I will once again say, like on the topic you said earlier, why can't he just share his minutes with Niang? Mm. Because they mm. just signed Niang. Niang's a veteran. Niang's a big body. He's a big body. Niang probably about six eight, probably about two forty. I'm guessing. Yeah, Maybe about that two thirty five, two thirty five. Yeah. I mean, but you can still you can like when you play Boston, you can you can pin Niang out there. Then when you play teams like I don't know, Orlando, Indiana, Houston. Hey, I'm not I'm 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 not you know what I mean? I just I'm just a proponent of of the slow development. I mean you don't need yeah. him right now. You want to see him play, but you don't need him right now. Mm. So this swings the question and swings the other hot topic conversation. There's a lot of chatter out there that the Cavs are gonna move off of Donovan Mitchell. Quick, fast, in a hurry because Mitchell is not guaranteeing that he wants to be a Cavalier. So with a guy like Imani Bates developing in the G League, you could get a lot of stuff for Donovan Mitchell. So is the moving 
Imani Bates up, maybe sort of tied with getting off of Donovan Mitchell and getting pieces to go with the Cavs and making the future of the Cavs, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Imani Bates? I'm that, asking the that, question. That, that is the future, those three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Imani Bates and the potential trade of Donovan Mitchell because he wants to go to New York don't have anything to do with Imani Bates right now because they're going to bring pieces back mm-hmm. yeah. from Fort Donovan Mitchell that are going to play if it was this year ahead of Imani Bates. Mm-hmm. Imani Bates is part of the plan going forward. Donovan Mitchell, what you're trying to get is a solid, solid player or two. I'm not saying you're going to get an all-star. Solid player or two and a couple of your, your draft picks back that you gave to Giddy. Mm-hmm. Really? So, so then... Because then I think that that answer actually gives us more questions, at least for me, because it's like, all right, because you're right. If you trade Donovan Mitchell, you getting at least two or three decent pieces back, right? Mm-hmm. So now your death is getting bigger. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it become even harder for Imani Bates at that point to get minutes? Yeah. Especially no, like because, no. yeah, I'm because Imani Bates is a superior talent to most players they bring in. He's just not ready. He's a superior talent, so he's eventually going to get on the floor. So even no matter who they bring in, at some point he's going to be the starting three for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Not this so, year. What? So what about if a Donovan Mitchell trade went down where you traded him to the Brooklyn Nets, and in return you get Dimwitty, you get Cam Johnson, you get maybe Curry, and you get a couple draft picks for Donovan Mitchell. Does that push Imani back further down the roster, or does that give him a better opportunity to play? This year, it does. I mean, because you got Cam Johnson to do what he do. Mm-hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie is a long, lank, lanky ball handler. Mm-hmm. You know, playmaker, can get people shots. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I think... If if that's that's the deal, you bring those three in, then you got then you can get off those guys maybe next year at the trade deadline. You can open up space for Imani eventually. That's what I keep saying. Eventually, mm-hmm. space is gonna be purposefully opened up for Imani Bates. Mm-hmm. Y'all guys it. just talking about right now. I'm only saying, pump your brakes, fellas. Not right now. He balling out with the charge, getting lots of good experience, coming mm-hmm. up, sitting on the bench, sitting beside Tristan Thompson. Vet learning a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's that's the part of his development that he's at right now. Mm-hmm. Not that he couldn't come in and, and hit some threes and get about get about nine to twelve points if he played fifteen minutes. He could do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That's not what's best for him right now and best for the Cavs right now. Really, I just think on the subject of on the topic of what Uncle Tate is saying is just like. Understand, <laughs> Tom, you know, Tom tells sometimes, sometimes some players need a certain amount of years to develop, right? Mm. But do you think we're getting the most out of Amani Bates in the G League? Because it's like right now, you, I mean, even if you just look at the stats, it's it's looking kind of easy for Amani Bates in the G League. It looks so, easy, but it's, it's, it's the G League. It right, and, and, that, and that's the point I'm I'm kind of trying to get towards. It's like, it's the G League. It's not well, the NBA. Right, so but, it's but, like, but, if you really want him to get experience in the NBA, you got to pin him in the NBA. 
but he probably mm. play, he probably playing 30, 35 minutes a night. If he's sitting on the Cavs bench, he might play six, seven minutes a night. So and he got to so really get, be but he got to get used to it. Either you want him to get used to it now or later. I think, because I, he, think, I mean, you give him, you get, you load him up all these minutes in the G League. He get after three years, and you pin him on here, and he wondering why he only getting six minutes and two points. I mean, that's how you start getting young players getting disgruntled. Now I don't know what his mindset is. You know, that's that's me insinuating. You know, he he feel like this certain cr- criteria, but at the same time, mm. Cleveland is in a weird situation because historically. We haven't necessarily been great when it comes to development, right? Absolutely. So it's like we have to be very, very careful how we handle Amani Bates because we know he can be a a star for sure. Like he he has those flashes. I think that's what they're trying to do by being patient. By being patient is the concern is for his development. They're not just throwing him in on the roster and saying go in and play 12, 15 minutes and get and get bodied and get these these grown men and you only weigh 180 pounds just bullying you. He's not mm-hmm. ready for that yet. Not mm-hmm. that he couldn't do it. He's just not ready for that yet. At next year's camp, I guarantee right now, I'm calling it, what is this? This is December 2023. Mm-hmm. Next next September 2024, Amani Bates going to be balling out. He's going to be ready then. He's going to mm-hmm. be a huge part of the rotation going in early next season. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad. I like the debate either way. And I think that the Cavaliers, I, I, you, in this situation, I think it's a win-win. If you bring him up, you win. If you leave him down, it's a win. So I think without a shadow of a doubt, the Cavs will benefit. And even more so, I'm more excited about the development of Imani Bates as a player for the Cleveland Cavaliers. This guy has definitely first-round talent. He definitely has NBA talent. And it's going to be very interesting to see him grow as a player in the NBA. That's that, Fellas. That, that, that's exactly what I'm saying, Big G. That's that's what we're trying to get at. Yeah. You know, you Fellas. know, you know, you know, you know, little fella get ahead of yourself, man. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about this. I don't know about this one. <laughs> I feel it. I feel I... it. So we're gonna come to the end, fellas. It's the end of the That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Final thoughts from you guys. What you guys got going on? What you thinking before we get out of here? Hey man, the Cavs are starting to starting to play together. Mm. Still not healthy. I can't wait for them to get healthy so I can see the total the total team, CJB's rotation, and the continuity and rapport being getting stronger as we mm. as we go into the holiday. After the holidays, that's when it started to get turned up. Yeah. You know, right 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 after right after Christmas. Typically, that Christmas Day games is the big games that get turned up. Then and the um playing tournament was a hit too because it made these little early regular of games seem really really important yeah you know what i mean it definitely put put emphasis on those first 25 30 games of the season when i showed those, those, those games after the holiday you come out into the new year and you play hard to all-star break yeah. and then depending on where you at in the standings you either mm-hmm. try and hold on you make a move you're trying to come up but basketball gonna get started on christmas day like real start the, the play the play-in tournament the in-season tournament gave us a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's about to start up when we right after the holiday. Facts. Relly Hall, your parting shot, man, on That's Rather Cavaliers podcast. My parting shot is I'm very excited to see how the Cavs handle a little bit mm-hmm. of adversity, especially with the trade rumors. 
because we know that's gonna kick in real real soon because what the trade deadline is in february yep they got a couple months before it's like really crazy but with you talking about donovan mitchell starting to shape up where he potentially wants to go and mm-hmm. also the decision we got to make with isaac Acuro. Mm-hmm. i'm gonna be fascinated how kobe altman approaches this right because we still understand we need maybe one more tough guy. Mm-hmm. Um, beside, but beside Tristan, be, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I gave you one flower. I can't, I can't do two <laughs> in one, one show. But yeah, you know, one more tough guy. I'm curious what Kobe Altman is is doing. You know, we 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 put all the pressure on JB Bickerstaff, but I think now. These next couple months is going to be Kobe Altman. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see what he can do. Agreed. Thanks again for listening to That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast on Fans First Sports Network. You can catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and from time to time, you can rock with us on YouTube. As for me, Big G, Tate Boy Fresh, and Relly Hall, we appreciate y'all listening to us. Thanks for downloading. Make sure you share and like. And as we leave every show, let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs.